0: Hello to everybody from around the world. Welcome to the Retail Wavemakers, a SeaTrade Cruise Talks podcast. My name is Nadine Heubel. I'm the Senior Managing Director, Travel Retail, North America at Harper Dennis Hobbs. But today I'm talking to you as the Retail Ambassador for SeaTrade. Retail has been going from strength to strength in the cruise industry, and I'm grateful for SeaTrade have acknowledged this development by creating a retail ambassador role which I am very honored to have been appointed to. Part of my responsibility is to create further awareness for this exciting sector amongst cruise industry peers. And what better way to do it than creating our own podcast mini-series, the Retail Wavemakers podcast. In this podcast series, I will welcome different stakeholders of the cruise industry, cruise lines, retailers, vendors, and consultants. And I will discuss with my guests the state of the cruise retail industry. We have a lineup of amazing guests and we will hear from them firsthand about latest innovation, initiatives, challenges, and their personal outlook of the future of cruise retail. And we will also get a little bit personal with our rapid-fire questions at the end of the podcast. Now I'm super excited that as my first guest, I'm welcoming today Kelly Coleman, Vice President, Onboard Revenue, Retail and Photo at Holland America Group. Kelly is a retail industry veteran. She's responsible for one of the largest retail programs in the cruise industry at Holland America Group. But before joining the Cruise World, Kelly spent 15 years with Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, serving as Vice President of Merchandise for seven years. In this capacity, Kelly oversaw a retail portfolio which generated over $1.2 billion in revenue, encompassing the Walt Disney World Resort, the Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line, ESPN Zone, Disney Vacation Club, the NYC World of Disney Store, and Adventure by Disney. In addition to North America, Kelly also worked in close collaboration with key Disney senior executives in Paris, London, Tokyo, Hong Kong, and Shanghai in the development of merchandise strategies and products for the international market. She's driven by a lifelong urge to carve a unique path and the love of telling new stories with tireless hustle. Kelly is a visionary, an innovator, a breath of fresh air, and somebody I'm honored to call a friend. Kelly, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Nadine, for having
0: me. When was the last time we actually met in person?
1: My goodness. First of all, way too long. I think it was the beginning of this year in Miami. Yeah, it was was my first trip back. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, it was my first trip back after the pause. We had a beautiful, (laughs) lovely dinner, which I think we never stopped talking. And just totally caught up, which was so fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's always amazing. When the two of us meet, we never stop talking. We, we have to be mindful of time and not spend hours and hours, hours, hours talking today. <laughs> so maybe let's go right into the question. I mean, if you could share with our listeners the scope of your responsibility as the Vice President of Onboard Revenue for Retail and Photo at the Holland America Group, how many ships do you have? How many square feet of retail space do you operate? And what is your current operating model on your four cruise lines, which is Princess, Holland America, Seaborn, and P&O Australia?
1: Okay. So, as you noted, Holland America Group is comprised of four brands, Princess Cruises, Holland America Line, P&O Australia, and our ultra-luxury brand, Seaborn, which we have 35 existing ships, with many to come on the horizon in the next 12, 14, 36 months. On the four brands, we have over 150 stores, which is over 100,000 square feet of selling space. For our operating model, we have a concessionaire on each brand, different concessionaires depending on who the brand is, um, which has been fabulous and so totally insightful for me because I you know, in my tenure here, I've ran an in-house retail business as well as have had the opportunity to work with each and every concessionaire that's in the cruise retail business, which has been fabulous.
0: Wow, that's amazing. 100,000 square feet. I had no idea. And 35 ships. Wow. That's, it that's adds a lot. Up. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it, it definitely does. How often do you visit your ships?
1: Continuously. You know, we've returned... I think when I paused and added it up, we've returned in September, we've returned 30 ships across the brands since July of last year. So it has been absolutely nonstop and a whirlwind, but it's been really special. You know, as hard as the pandemic really impacted, obviously, our industry extremely, but it's been really incredible to watch each and every ship come back with our teams on board who are so excited to be back to doing what they love you know in the world as well as just welcoming all of our guests back has just been a lot of fun so anyway in short i've been probably of the 30 ships i've probably been on like 25 of them between 20 and 25. (laughs) so i love being on board i love to sail i love being on board even if it's for just a day visit but, you know, I really enjoy spending time with the teams on board. I enjoy talking to the guests. I enjoy seeing how the retail operation is working, what we can do better, what's absolutely fabulous that I'm so proud of, <laughs> or whatever. So I spend a lot of time on the ships and truly enjoy it. Amazing. But before you were
0: actually spending a lot of time on ship and with ships, as we heard before, you were working for the Walt Disney Company. So what excited you to, you know, to change from a, a land-based resort, entertaining company to the cruise industry?
1: You know, I had no idea at the beginning. I um, had worked with the Walt Disney Company and was so fortunate to have so many opportunities and to launch many new spectacular businesses there and new franchises and new initiatives, etc. cetera. And one of which was Disney Cruise Line. And I had sailed on board before. My husband and I actually took our honeymoon on a cruise uh, many years ago, decades (laughs) ago. But I knew really little to nothing about the industry, you know. And so as we launched Disney Cruise Line with two ships initially, you know, I I started learning more and I was super intrigued and I've always loved traveling. And it was just really, really fun. And I think subconsciously, I've always been a, a bit ahead of myself you know, where I'm doing something with no idea really of what's to come, but I'm kind of preparing myself. And, <laughs> and then looking back at it, I think that this was kind of what this was. I was consciously thinking, wow, what an interesting industry, you know, so intriguing, on and on and on. And as I believe with all things in life, things just kind of work out as they do. And I was given the opportunity and I've not looked back since. That's
0: great. And I mean, I didn't know that you actually uh, went for your honeymoon, that you went on a cruise ship. So your love for cruising started on your honeymoon.
1: <laughs> it did. It did. it's funny, the pictures, you know, I'll go back and I'll look at the pictures and I'll compare some things haven't changed at all. And then there's been quite the evolution of things, which has been great that have changed.
0: <laughs> Wonderful memory. Also, when you look back, when you joined the, um, the cruise retail industry as as, as a professional of yours, what was for you, what was the state of the retail cruise industry?
1: You know, for me, I saw it as being very transactional, I would say, and also very promotional. And when I say that, it was really driven by, you know, the next sale, the next atrium event, you know, what are we going to put on the table to excite our guests, to give them great opportunities for product, etc. But I did not see a lot of like innovation as far as, you know, with products or curation of destinations, you know, we were traveling to these incredible places around the entire world. And there wasn't, in my opinion, a lot of authenticity for products for some of those amazing places that we were going to. You know, there were few to no collaborations with brands at Disney. I was used to building, you know, franchises and collaborating, you know, with meaningful, well-known celebrities or brands. And we weren't doing that. You know, there was a lot of sameness, I would say, on each brand. You know, I sailed initially, obviously, on all, all of our brands, but also a lot of our competitors. And I saw the same, you know, I wanted to see something different. I wanted to learn something different, but it it just felt very much the same, you know, the same vendors, the same events, the same products, et cetera. So for me as a customer, there wasn't a lot of, I would say like meaningful retail experiences, if you will, because it just felt like the same.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can absolutely relate to this sentiment. When I started, started cruising, I can, as you said, I can relate to what you're saying. But what we have, I think, felt, especially over the last few years, and especially since we came back from, from our COVID break, retail has really gone from strengths to strengths. What do you still see as the biggest untapped opportunity in our industry and why? You
1: know, I think that the pause gave us all the opportunity to rethink all of our current business models, right? And just think of ways to continue to evolve them and to simply walk away from things that we had wanted to walk away from, (laughs) but for one reason or another, we had not. We had chosen not seem you know, maybe there wasn't a replacement strategy or whatever. And so it really gave me time to think about, you know, all of our brands and the differentiation that I think is critical, you know, amongst brands and, you know, to think about how we integrate more with some of our key partners on board, you know, I had always worked closely with, you know, food and beverage or entertainment, other onboard revenue areas, the marketing team, et cetera, because I think the more that you integrate and it's a better guest experience, you know, because you get the guests really engaged, you know, they're hearing the same message and they're super excited about it etc. So it really gave us time to, you know, rethink that whole integration and how we wanted to do it. You know, it also gave us the chance to think about collaborations and new, you know, brands that we wanted to promote or, you know, to introduce to the world and to the industry. And, you know, simply just to become better leaders, leadership is critical and so important, I think, in Every business, any business. And, you know, I think it really made even the leaders that weren't super compassionate more compassionate than ever, which I think, you know, was really good for all of us. And just to really think about how to continue to engage the teams and to motivate the teams and to inspire them because, you know, when they're happy, Our guests are happy and, you know, it's a great, you know, memory and vacation experience.
0: You talked about differentiation and leadership. Maybe let's talk a little bit more about this one. You have four different brands and you were talking a little bit about them at the beginning, a little bit explaining to them. Can you share a little bit more about how you differentiate
1: your retail strategy with the four brands? First of all, for Seaborn, which is our ultra luxury brand, you know, much smaller boutiques and It's really, you know, smaller ships, incredible, just spectacular itineraries, you know, we just launched Seaboard Venture, which has two submarines and, you know, spends a lot of time in Antarctica and, you know, all of these incredible, fabulous places that the larger ships cannot get to. And so, you know, it's really important for us to curate retail experience for the guests that are on board there, because, you know, they've certainly done a lot of shopping in their life and they're used to, you know, luxury and, you know, all the many products and brands and experiences. So, you know, we've really focused on truck shows, where we have, you know, a lot of really interesting brands that really represent what that guest is looking for. They'll come on board and they'll spend, you know, sometimes the entire voyage, or maybe we'll have, you know, different trunk shows depending on where the ship is and what the opportunity is. But anyway, I would say for Seaborn, it's really focusing on that guest for sure, discerning, you know, about the purchases and what they're interested in. For Princess, I would say it's just large volume ships. A very excitable, fun, you know, guest that enjoys having a good time. We'll have events, and I can literally hear our guests laughing and yelling and you know screaming because they've won something or whatever before I ever you know turn the corner to see the store. You know, we've done a lot of curated, you know, products and you know introduced new brands. And have just really revamped, you know, our shopping show on board, added a shopping concierge, you know, different things for the Princess brand, which has been a lot of fun. We also, as a brand, just returned with a real love vote on CBS, which has been oh. a tremendous amount of fun. It's a new reality show. <laughs> and, you know, Princess introduced the world to cruising you know in the 70s with a love boat so it's really fun to bring that back in kind of a you know 2022 you know way of reality dating etc so that's been a lot of fun as well working on just the retail strategy for that for Holland America I'd say you know super sophisticated a little bit smaller ship than Princess absolutely stunning ships with you know a lot of love for music and art and you know a lot of culture you know and all all kinds of fun things and so i'd say you know just you know more sophisticated probably not screaming quite as loud at the event (laughs) but certainly having a really really good time and then at pno australia you know it's like just let the good times roll you know down in australia having a great time Having a lot of, you know, fun beverages and um, all of just the the fun, fun retail that it is.
0: I I love the Australian way of living, you know, so, so more, so (laughs) more relaxed than we are less, less serious, but still great business successes. So yeah, that sounds wonderful. Now we've talked a little bit about the four brands. Can you share with me what is the one or maybe two or three retail activities you have been most proud of?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think there's two that I want to note. One is really revamping the event and the shopping experience on board. And when I say that, you know, moving away from atrium, table sales, et cetera, and really creating more meaningful events and just, in my opinion, a better shopping experience, you know, a fun, immersive event. As I noted, we introduced a shopping concierge on Princess, which has been extremely, extremely successful. Our guests love it. And it's really their go-to person for anything on board that they want to purchase. And even not on board, you know, we serve our guests in every way possible. The other thing that we've done is just totally revamped the onboard shopping show. Made it a lot of fun. You know, we have hundreds of guests that join. It's early in the voyage. We talk about what the events are that are coming up, what kind of product or the must-see that they must, you know, try or, you know, make sure that they see if it's in the beauty store or if it's in fine jewelry or wherever. Princess was the first brand at sea to have Chanel-trained beauty advisors on board, as an example, you know, so taking that legacy model in beauty where it was travel sets and a lot of fragrances, but not really one-on-one beauty consultations and makeovers, you know, so it's been incredibly successful because, you know, while on vacation, you have time to learn about how Make your eyebrows bolder and more beautiful, or how to make (laughs) that perfect red lip, (laughs) you know, or whatever. And so, you know, that's been a lot of fun, you know, as an example, just in changing the entire beauty business and, you know, in partnering with someone like Chanel that trains our beauty advisors on board, et cetera. So that's been really good. The other thing I'll just mention quickly is that we, you know, we introduced A bear and his name is captain stanley you know we didn't just put the bear on the shelf and hope to sell a lot of plush you know we gave him a name we gave a backstory to where and why he was on board you know, we created Breakfast for Stanley, Storytime with Stanley. He made TV appearances in Asia on oh, a sitcom. Wow. He was like our ambassador again, if it was in Japan or Korea or China or wherever, you know, full on walk around character, you know, at all of our marketing events. You know, you can go on Instagram and look at, you know, hashtag Stanley at Sea and you see our guests, you know, taking pictures with Stanley all around the world. So anyway, that's been a lot of fun and an incredible initiative. Um, we introduced Mac the Moose, which is his first friend right before the pause in Alaska. And he was named after Mount McKinley. So his name is Max. So whenever I say retail experiences and integration, you know, that's working with entertainment, working mm-hmm. with food and beverage, working with marketing and making sure that he has a story. And our guests absolutely love him. I love it.
0: That's amazing. I just have to share one personal story around what you talked about, uh, your your Chanel beauty advisor. I had to experience this, or I, I had the pleasure to experience this firsthand because I remember when I was on Sky Princess and I was on the shakedown voyage with you. I had left my makeup purse at home. So I had zero makeup and we had a couple of events to go to. And I knew I couldn't just show up there with, with, with without any makeup. So what I did, and I don't know if I ever told you, Kelly, this. So I, I, I went out to the Chanel store and I said to the Chanel beauty advisor, I said to her, I'm going to buy two Chanel makeup pieces. But every day you have to put makeup <laughs> on. So that's what we did. I went down, she put makeup on me. I looked fabulous every time. And every time bought a lipstick, mascara mascara, eye shades, and she was just amazing.
1: That is so fabulous. And what a better time, right? I mean, A, you yeah. needed it, but B, you also had the time, you know, to to go and to visit her daily and to, exactly. you know, for her to probably teach you some new, you know, makeup, you know, tricks and tips and yeah. all of that, that stuff, which yeah. is so yeah. fantastic.
0: She showed me how to do my 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 eyes and I'm I'm still doing them the way she taught me. So that was really great. <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> I know. And many times at home, we don't have the time, you know, we'll run into a department store, Sephora or whatever, and I'm usually in a rush and I never, you know, sit down and take the time. But on a vacation, especially on a cruise, you have the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely fascinating. What do you think Trade can do to really help the retail sector to thrive?
1: Oh, I think it's such a great opportunity. You know, the first time that I went to see trade was obviously before the pause a few years before. And I was so excited, you know, because it's kind of, you know, the event of the year, right? And so many of my colleagues from around the world and in the industry were there. And so for so many reasons, I was super excited. And I was walking, you know, I started walking floors of the trade show and walking through. And I kept looking for retail, you know, for, for vendors or for, you know, just anything, all kinds of things that I was seeing, you know, at, at retail shows. And I kept thinking I'm in the wrong, I'm on the wrong floor or I'm in the <laughs> wrong area because, you know, I didn't see it, yeah. I never really found anything or not very much at all. So I think that, you know, this is a very important business in the industry. It's continuing to grow. There's, so much opportunity, you know, for retail, it's a huge revenue driver, and for sure, a guest experience, you know, for the industry, for all brands, not just Holland America Group or Carnival Court. So I think, you know, just really, you know, using the time when we're all there together, you know, to celebrate the industry and to learn new things, really focusing on, you know, the retail piece, and that is just genius. And as you know, I get super passionate and excited about, you know, not only learning and, you know, because I, I enjoy being inspired and motivated and, you know, it really sparks new ideas for me, but I also enjoy sharing, you know, just sharing and collaborating, you know, and I think that there's just such an opportunity for so many informational sessions, training sessions, collaboration. Anyway, just a great opportunity to share, which is totally untapped right now.
0: Thank you for sharing this and we will definitely take it into consideration. Thank you so much. Are you ready for the rapid fire questions now? I think so. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Let's go. What is your favorite cruise destination? The Mediterranean. Great. What is your
1: favorite location on a cruise ship to unwind? Oh goodness, this is easy. Going up to the very top deck or one right under it and sitting in a chair and just facing the ocean, and thinking about what a wonderful life this is. <laughs> you know, it's so fast. It's so beautiful. If I'm lucky, I can catch it at sunrise or sunset. But even any hour in between, it's just the perfect place to totally unwind and to relax and just to realize what an incredible opportunity this is.
0: Love it. Next one, buffet or a la carte breakfast?
1: Oh, for sure, a la carte I would also note in cabin when I can. You know, I, I love to have the coffee delivered <laughs> yeah. and make a piece of fruit before I start my day and unwind. That, that's, so that, usually that's if it's a not one. a business breakfast, I'll do it in cabin. <laughs> bingo or trivia? Bingo. Yay! I love it. I love how fast it is. I love how excited everyone is when they win and they yell bingo. <laughs> so for sure bingo. The last product you bought on a cruise ship. The Real Love Boat hooded sweatshirt. It's adorable. (laughs) And we had an event to celebrate a premiere for The Real Love Boat. And we sailed in preparation and then right after. And I was so excited to buy the first hoodie. Great sweatshirt that I am very proudly wear.
0: Amazing. Send me a picture. I want to see it. (laughs) Great. I will. I will. I'll send you a (laughs) sweatshirt. What is your
1: most favorite specialty restaurant in the Holland America fleet? Wow, that's hard because I love dining. Of course, the grill by Thomas Keller on Seabourn is divine, mm-hmm. but I also love steak. So I love the Pinnacle Grill. I'm going to have more than one Pinnacle <laughs> Grill and the Crown Grill on Princess. Yeah. And then I'd be remiss in not even mentioning how much I love like pizza. And Alfredo's on Princess is incredible incredible the best pizza and salad I think okay. anywhere so, <laughs> I'm sorry I don't, I don't have just one I enjoy <laughs> all of
0: the. I enjoy so that's, many that's okay and so in the last rapid fire question for you which cruise ship of a competitor cruise line have you
1: always wanted to visit oh goodness I have been on a lot of the competitors but one that I've not I think I'd really love to check out ritz Carlton. I'm a huge fan of their land properties and especially their service. So I think I would enjoy that. I I did a little bit of consulting for Marriott when I first left Disney and I fell in love with the hospitality business and really admire Ritz-Carlton, as I noted, especially their service. I think that will probably be the next step for me. Okay. Tell me when you go. I will join you. I will come with
0: you. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Amazing. No, thank you so much, Kelly. This was very, very insightful. I'm super happy that you were my first guest on our Retail Wave Makers mini podcast series. Again, thank you. I can't thank you enough for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you. It was
1: absolutely my pleasure. And I'm so excited for you and this new ambassador role (laughs) that you have. You're going to be more than amazing and fabulous. And I can't wait to support each and every way that I can.
0: Thank you. And bye to everybody out there.